1: But
2: what I mean is just like, I feel like it's, it's underrated. Like, you know, I, people consider it to be bland, but I think, I think vanilla is a robust flavor. I think that it, <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't, that's, <laughs> I don't think it's a cop out
3: at all. I didn't know where you're going with that. I love, I love <laughs> vanilla. Yeah, That's it. I, I mean, I mean, bottom line up front, I'm a vanilla lover. <laughs> I love all things vanilla. And I'm proud enough to admit that. It doesn't make me bland. Make vanilla great again. <laughs> Hello,
2: everybody, and welcome to Apathetic
3: Enthusiasm. I'm Travis. Hey, and I'm Brandon, and welcome to Apathetic Enthusiasm. Who You know,
2: I, you've been doing this a long time. You've been working at least two podcasts in tandem. But for me, this is, this is new hat to me. And uh I've already messed it up once on the other podcast where I, I said the wrong name or the wrong website. So I'm I'm gonna try to focus here, but but no promises.
3: It's it's not that difficult for me because like I don't I'm I'm second fiddle on this show. Right. <laughs> uh so like like you you do all like the social media and like you kind of direct the conversation more so than I do on, on this show. So when I go to submit it for your approval, then I'm like then I'm in charge and so then I can, then I'm doing all the social media, but then we come back over and here I, and I'm like,
2: and then i and then I make you do all of the intros on interdimensional RSS. And it was just, the, it's the full package. That's right. Travis, we got everything.
3: Travis, take the wheel. That's actually the, the subtitle uh, well, for this well, podcast. Well, this is
2: apathetic. <laughs> yes. The, uh, well, that could be like a, like a tertiary title or something. Because this is, of course, our third annual Oscar special on Apathetic Enthusiasm. We're
1: we all dressed up.
3: It's Oscar time. You got the movies. You got the stars. You got the Oscars.
2: Yep, our our traditional Oscars uh, special theme song that we play every year on our Oscar special. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so so we, we started this podcast like two weeks, a month before uh, the Oscars and decided to do an impromptu Oscar special on like our second or third episode. It has now been two years since that happened mm. and this is our third Oscar night. We're we're clearly dressed in tuxedos, um, which you just have to believe because this is an audio podcast. Verisimilitude, Uh, (laughs) but but yeah. So we will. uh, What we've decided to do is yet again go through all of the nominees for best picture, uh, talk a little bit about those, and then uh, at the end of the show we will give our rapid fire predictions for who we think will win in every single category. No justifications needed. This is strictly. maybe maybe some of it is 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 realistic like we're like we're making a con, uh, a smart call here other times we're just going to just point at one and say, yeah, yeah that one sure why not bah, bah, bah,
3: bah, 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 bah. quick fire <laughs>
2: um uh, but before, but before we get into all of that let's let's get some of the uh the housekeeping out of the way uh if you would like to get in contact with the show of course there are many ways you can do that you can send us an email at com. You can hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash apathetic enthusiasm show, on Twitter at apathusiast, and on Instagram, apathetic underscore enthusiasm, where there is a killer slam dunk video on our <laughs> feed right now. All the fans are talking about it. If you haven't been to our Instagram, you have to check it out. Uh, and then, you know, as always, this and all of our other podcasts and all the crap that we create is over at apatheticenthusiasm.com. Yeah. Brandon, I have. Uh, taking the time yes. to watch no less than six of the seven best picture nominee videos. There's there are movies. There's one film. Wait, it's it's more than seven, right? One, two, three, four, one, two, five, three, six, four, six. Five, nine,
3: six, seven,
2: nine, eight, best picture. nominees.
3: Nine, nine best picture. Nine. nominees.
2: So I've seen eight of them. There's one I haven't seen. It's yeah. hidden figures. I meant to go see it the other night. And our dinner took too long, and I didn't get to the theater in time. Uh, <laughs> I but uh, and you I, have seen exactly how many of these films?
3: I've pretty much seen all of them. I've seen each and every one of them via Wikipedia.com.
2: <laughs> you have seen each Wikipedia page <laughs> uh, thoroughly. Uh, but have you? I mean, have you seen any of these? Have you seen? Yeah, any? I saw I, La
3: La Land with you. Okay, we yes, talked we talked about, about it. About, we
2: talked about it on, <laughs> on this show uh have, did you get out to see arrival by any chance no
3: uh, we're gonna uh, chelsea and i are gonna watch it tonight and maybe hell or uh, high water
2: okay good deal good deal uh well then without further ado let's uh let's roll through them like the oscars would in alphabetical order
3: yeah uh, I, before before we get started uh so i joked about going to wikipedia and look, watching all these movies but I, I wasn't entirely joking because I no, did. I, I, you're a hundred percent serious. Hundred <laughs> percent serious. Uh, so, so Travis took the time, a lot of time, to watch each and every one of these best picture nominations. I did not have the time because I've been swamped in in my in my side life, and uh, so I was like, you know what? Here's what we're gonna do. This is going th- a first ever. This is a first ever. Wikipedia best picture nominee Oscars ceremony from my end. Uh, okay. So I'm I'm just I'm just going off base best picture based off what I've read on Wikipedia.
2: Okay. Okay. And and you will and you will make all of your judgment calls simply based on what other people have written on an internet <laughs> yes website yes. Okay. Okay. Good deal. Good deal. Uh. So should we start with Arrival then? Yeah. Let's do it. All right, so Arrival is a film that uh when I saw it, I I totally thought it was going to be something else. Uh I thought it was going to be a more suspenseful movie. Mm-hmm. Uh the the idea of aliens arriving and and I don't know Amy Adams it just seemed creepy to me. Uh so when I went to actually see it, there was there was a part of me that was constantly waiting for Something kind of creepy to happen
3: mm-hmm.
2: and probably about halfway through, I realized that's not really what this movie is um, right maybe I should just let that maybe I should just relax and uh i was I was actually pleasantly surprised with the film um the basic premise Amy Adams is a language specialist, and she's brought on to try and communicate with these aliens that have mysteriously arrived on earth and uh they've arrived all over the planet, so Like each government is basically has its own spaceship that's trying to figure out what exactly is going on.
3: Hey, Travis. I don't. I don't. Uh, Is is that
2: is that true for what the wiki?
3: It it is is true. Here's what here's what I want to do. Here's what I want to do, Travis. You know, when it comes to when it comes to plot synopsises, you know, there's only so much time we have on this show, and uh, and so I have one line plot synopsises for each one of these movies. Uh, (laughs) Okay, a a summary of the the summary. Uh, this, from sh- this should speed it? it up then yeah all
2: right let's let's hit hit me with the uh the one line plots and
3: okay so arrival uh start directed by dennis villanueve uh written by eric heiserer uh based on a short story who uh, he wrote a couple of other movies uh the thing prequel lights out nightmare on elm street the remake final destination five and of course the arrival uh Arrival, not the arrival. That's Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Anyway, so the one line plot synopsis: a woman translates aliens.
2: Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's fair. Uh, the the one thing that I would add to that is that uh, they're they're providing something to us that is is going to change mankind, and uh, and it becomes pretty critical that Amy Adams figures out a way to uh to talk to them uh i I like movies with a twist um this movie had a bit of a twist to it and i like movies that aren't necessarily uh presented in chronological order Mm -hmm. and uh there's an aspect in this movie that that taps into that as well yeah so i i really enjoyed that i I, it's a movie that makes you think and uh it's definitely not a creepy movie so bob carroll can go see it
3: yeah the, the twist blew me away when I got to that last <laughs> when, when line you, of... The... When you
2: read to that part?
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I got teary-eyed at the end of the synopsis. So, you know, I, I want to see this movie, and like I said, I'll probably watch it tonight. Uh,
2: I, I I like that this movie was nominated for Best Picture. However, based on some of the other movies that are in this category, I just have a hard time seeing it win out just because some of these other movies have really powerful performances in them or the stories are just... Um, so much more intense and yet while this is an intense story it's just aliens and it doesn't seem realistic necessarily so it's hard to um feel quite as tied to it right
3: right all right yeah excellent so so
2: so let's move on to fences now and and because i know you have these prepared yes Hit me with the synopsis for the movie Fences.
3: Okay, so just just throwing this out there. Uh, this, I get this from S4A. Directed by Denzel Washington. Written by August Wilson based on his play. He also died in 2005. Uh, yeah, it has Denzel, of course. Because, you know, if you direct a movie and you're a star already, then you need to be in the movie.
2: Um, uh, I'll, I'll ask you about that again when we get to our next movie. But,
3: no. Okay. No. no. Uh, <laughs> anyway, anyway, so here, here's the plot. I think it's about a guy fighting the Grim Reaper. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, maybe, yeah, sort of. Yeah, uh, because because th- the
3: Wikipedia synopsis has has him talking about fighting the Grim Reaper no less than three times. So that's, uh, that's all I yeah. can guess.
2: And it, and it does. It you definitely get a grasp for that. <laughs> uh, Denzel Washington's character is uh, in his fifties in the nineteen fifties. Uh, this is a not not well-off uh, African-American family in, I believe it was Philadelphia or Pittsburgh. Um, and yeah, they the whole film really takes place around one house, their small house that they live in. And before, I didn't do any reading ahead of time in watching this film, but after the first 15 minutes, I was like, this has to be based on a play. Because the way that the dialogue plays out and the way that it's shot, everything happens in one spot. Mm-hmm. And it's so the, the whole movie really, uh, ways it, it's, it's grounded in these characters and it doesn't rely on, uh, big sceneries and things yeah. like that. It's all about what, what their dialogue is and the stories that they're telling and So I'm like, this would be perfect for a stage and then I did a quick Google search and was like, oh yeah, this is a play okay that, totally makes sense and
3: and that, yeah, that makes sense because the the wiki entry has has just like uh Corey talks to this guy and this guy talks to this guy and this guy and so it like every entry every like sentence in the Wikipedia is like this guy's talking to this somebody wants to build a fence or fences i'm not I'm not sure there's <laughs> there's more than one fence I'm not sure baseball there's basketball in there something. <laughs>
2: uh this this was a this was a powerful movie i i feel like it was at times hard to get really into the story because uh denzel washington's character talks really fast at times and he tells a lot of stories and and big stories about his past and sort of things that he's gone through in his life but have you ever had like a grandparent tell you a really long story and you're only like sort of committed to paying attention yeah yeah, there are a few scenes in in here where I was kind of just like, okay, no, I got it, I got it, I got to get dialed in, I gotta see, I gotta tell what's going on. And later on in the film, and and as as other things happen, uh, that definitely shifted for me. Uh, I I became really invested in the characters in the film, the uh, performances by the two leads, uh, Viola Davis and Denzel Washington, uh, really good stuff. Uh, Denzel nominated for best actor. Viola davis in a supporting role but i'll take it because she did a great job um and yeah this this was a powerful film but there are you can't shake that feeling that this was based on a play because the times when he's like arguing with the grim reaper and and, and being like come at me just you know like he, he's he's verbalizing these things and it's it I mean, just. i mean is, is, he like,
3: actually, is he actually talking to the grim reaper
2: there's there's no actual Grim Reaper on, is, is it, on is it like on camera? Is it like William Sadler
3: from Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey?
2: No, it's there, there's no actor that has been you know brought in to play the Grim Reaper. Um, Denzel's he's just sort like, of
3: like best three out of five. <laughs>
2: um, but yeah, there's there's uh, fences. The, the relationships between him and his wife are are it's kind of rough and between him and his son it's it's really uh at times hard to watch but also very well done and you got to give the actors credit for uh how they were able to uh portray those characters on screen right right a really good movie it's high on my list um okay but it's you know it's not for everybody probably
3: yeah i mean probably i'm surprised there there's not a lot of sword fighting in a a movie about fences
2: (laughs) yeah it's not fencing uh, uh, I'm sorry if that wasn't clear. I
3: was wondering why that wasn't, a, like even in like the, the references in the bottom of the page.
2: So, so spoiler alert. So he, the, the, the reason it's called fences is because throughout the movie, uh, he, the Denzel Washington's character is, is supposed to be building a fence in the backyard. And the backyard is also where a lot of these stories take place and things like that. Oh, um, All right. and fences, the, the fences it's like a sandlot prequel cool. the 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 building of the fence is a parallel to sort of the course of events that take place um, and also in those arguments with the grim reaper the grim Re- he was like all right i'm building this fence grim reaper you're outside the fence i'll be inside this fence when you want me so come get me i'll be i'll be in this fence or whatever
3: and that and, that, and that's crazy that's that's crazy they didn't uh, they didn't cast somebody in that role you know there
2: was just a guy wearing a fence costume
3: <laughs> like like just putting it like just on a stick it's just like a grim reaper it's like Marinette. the nfl
2: games when they have the big d and the fence yeah but like the guy with the d didn't show up so it's just the fence guy yeah all right let's all move right, on to hacksaw next. ridge
3: hacksaw ridge all right hacksaw ridge here we go uh directed by a, a once star that's why i don't count this he's not a star okay. anymore mel gibson uh, written by Andrew Knight and Robert Schenken and stars Andrew Garfield, the uh, Spider-Man man himself. Yeah. Not, I mean, not se- anymore.
2: Second, third Spider-Man.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Unless you One count that. One in a it, long line of Spider-Man.
3: Unless you count that Italian Spider-Man. <laughs> um, all right. well, I always count the Italian Spider-Man. <laughs> all right. Here's, here's a plot. A pacifist medic saves people's lives during World War II
2: sure yeah i'll buy that i'll buy
3: that uh yeah they don't i don't have to be funny t- they're just there's very straight to it's, the point it's
2: very accurate uh this was a movie that i saw uh back when i was in mississippi yeah Mississippi. Uh, uh very close uh and you know what it, it was a very good movie this is uh the first of our based on a true story movies um which, you know, when you watch a movie that you know is based on a true story, I think it changes your perspective a little bit when you think about the characters and what's, what's going on. And obviously some things are embellished and changed for dramatic effect, but I think it uh, adjusts your perspective a little bit when you're like, wow, somebody actually went through yeah what we're watching. Um, and yeah, Andrew Garfield's character is very religious. And in World War II all the young men wanted to go and support the war effort and wanted to go fight for their country uh and he wanted to do that but also didn't want to have to kill anyone so uh he he is a pacifist and and it shows how he uh manages to still have an impact in the war yeah uh but i was i was genuinely surprised by how heavy-handed some of the religious themes in this movie were, Oh. and that's coming from a guy who has watched movies that were made by like Christian production companies yeah, for a Christian audience. And I'm just like, I, like there were times I was like, is this like, like the dove production company or something or like whatever, whatever those, <laughs> like I was, I was genuinely surprised that it wasn't yeah, uh, that it was like a mainstream movie. Um, but with that said, I, I don't think it necessarily, uh, Changed the the quality of the film, and it definitely didn't minimize the gore factor or the violence. Yeah, uh, they Mel Gibson well, is not afraid to to flex that directive muscle.
3: That's that's Mel Gibson. You know, he, he's very religious. He's very okay with showing a lot of blood when it when it comes to religiousness.
2: And, and and when you think about it, he's he's not being excessive with it. He's not doing it in campy like B movie style. Yeah. where He's just pouring you know gallons of fake blood it around, like Saw
3: Three. He, he's he's being
2: he's being accurate to what this person went through, yeah. and uh, it is a very powerful story. Uh, I I would recommend this movie to to just about anyone. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably watch uh, but it. it.
3: I'll probably watch it eventually. You know, one of the things that that I noticed in the the Wikipedia entry that. It was really, was really interesting to me. It was like, there it talks about a scene where he's like in a court because he's got a, he was arrested, right, and uh, in because for insubordination because he didn't want to hold a gun, and then uh, he, he's like right about to get sentenced, and then his father-in-law or somebody busts in and says, oh, this act of Congress says that it's his right to be uh pacifist and not hold a gun the c- congress and so so i was just thinking like man is that a deus ex congressma <laughs> like uh <laughs> like wait this just did not an act of congress save your life uh
2: i it wasn't like congress just happened to meet that day and work it work it out They're in the lobby um, of the courthouse yeah, they're like, hey, should you think this could impact anyone in the next 10 to 15 minutes? No, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I think the Wikipedia article may be a little off on that. It, it does seem a little contrived in the film, but uh, I think it, it works out. Hey, it's it's, it's fine.
3: I never said Wiki, Wiki is accurate.
2: <laughs> All right, three down, six more to go. Uh, let's, let's move on down to the uh, West Texas region. Uh, and, and let's discuss Hell or High Water. That's right. Oh, there's three, uh, there's you,
3: three H's.
2: There's, hell or High... W-
3: yeah, because our next movie is another H.
2: Yeah. The, it was a big year for H films in the Oscars. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: It's the year of the H, the Chinese calendar. Hell or High Water, directed by David McKenzie, written by a Taylor Sheridan, stars Bridges Pine and Ben Foster. Here's the plot, Travis. You ready for this? Wait, what What names did you just... Bridges Pine and foster
2: oh oh bridges pine and foster yes okay i was like bridges pine is not a no yeah, chris yeah. pine yeah. jeff bridges okay <laughs> yeah gotcha. and ben foster <laughs> i was i was genuinely confused a minute.
3: <laughs> uh all right so here, here's a plot it's about two brothers two brothers it's two brothers <laughs> two who, brothers who uh two brothers and two lawmen and they try they carry out a series of bank robberies to save a ranch it's like it's like a plot of like three Stooges, but instead of being funny, they're robbing banks, and Ben Foster's crazy.
2: Yeah, Ben Foster's crazy. yeah, that's that's for sure. Uh, I want to say this was my biggest surprise mm. of, of all of the films. Uh, just in the fact that it was nominated uh, was surprising to me, and then but that is why I chose to watch this film, and after seeing it, I was like, wow. I completely misjudged this movie. Uh, I, I think I saw trailers for this before it came out, and, and I've seen the poster several times, and it just, it just struck me as a film that would sit in Redbox for like three months, and I would never choose to rent it because it just was some story about a couple of brothers trying to save their ranch and, you know, whatever. It's, yeah, okay. But I got to say this movie was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I really liked the relationship between the two brothers, two brothers, um, Jeff Bridges as a retiring, uh, Texas Ranger or whatever. And, uh, just sort of at the, at the end of his career and sort of coming to terms with the fact that he's not going to be, um, you know, doing this job anymore. Yeah. And, uh, the, the, the acting was really well done the uh the plotting i you know i love a heist film yeah uh just sort of how they work out the uh, bank robberies and things like that i was i was i enjoyed and then the end i don't i don't want to spoil anything but just the way everything turns out uh i had me shocked at times yeah. and uh really emotional about uh, different aspects of the film so uh
3: and then, very and then a meteor hits <laughs> yeah and that's when things and get it's tom- knocked into 12th <laughs> gear.
2: <laughs> Tomato monsters or whatever. Uh, uh, but yeah, Hell or High Water. Uh, I completely underestimated this film. And if you're listening to this and you didn't even think to watch it, I highly, highly recommend checking this out. And also, uh, as, a, as a weird side note, it was filmed in the area where my mom lives right now.
3: Huh.
2: And as I was watching the film, I was like, this really looks like that dirty Texan area where my mom lives. Uh, who would want to live there? And and then, uh, I, I wrote her a text and I was like, yeah, have you seen this movie? She's like, yeah, they filmed it like down the street. And I was like,
3: you're like, oh, yeah.
2: why do you, why do you? Okay. Holy well, hell. But yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, and, and this is one of the films, um, when we get to, uh, Manchester by the sea, uh, it's, it's interesting just how much, uh, the location or the scenery of a film can really impact its tone and sort of yeah. um just the overall feel of the film. Sure. You you know, a movie shot in West Texas versus a movie shot in, you know, upstate um like the, the East Coast. Bastin. baston Um the, the 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 scenery itself is almost a character as well. Yeah,
3: so. right on right on that, that reminds me of like there will be blood, you know, in no, absolutely no country world in. Uh, ne- next up, we have Hidden Figures, directed by Theodore Melfi, written by Melfi and Alison Schroeder, based on a book by Margot Lee Shetterly, stars Taraji P. Henson. And here's your, your, here's your one-line plot, female African-American mathematicians.
2: Do something with space and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. NASA. Um, and, and, and I will unfortunately say that you are probably more prepared to talk oh. about this film than I am, uh, because I haven't got a chance to see this yet. Okay. And and I will say I I do want to see this movie. Um, I did have plans to see it. Yeah, the, I, I know the other you did. night, and it it didn't work out. Well, well, um, let, well, Let
3: me let me just tell you my written down wiki thoughts. This, this is the one we're least prepared for. Real, realistically, I'm not prepared for any of them. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, I'll just I'll just read. So it's a pretty cool combination of themes, right? Because it's it's talking about race. It's talking about uh. You know, sex right uh gender issues um it's talking about nasa it's got you know a little bit of history lesson because it's based on a true story as well um and uh y- you know i i get this way with the twilight zone a little bit with um sometimes like i, I forget that they they were progressive in a- in some ways but in other ways they they're still a product of their era and so you think of like nasa and you think of like oh well i mean they're they're going for space or you know, they're going into new frontiers You've, You, There's just like, that's in the back of my head. I'm like, Oh, they're, they're probably pretty progressive. Uh, but you know, then uh, realistically, how could they have been that progressive in that era? So, uh, so I, I think it's an interesting story just based on what I read and, and I'm interested to, to watch it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just women and black, specifically black women in NASA and the shoot they had to deal with. Um, but yeah. uh, you know, yeah, I'm gl- I'm glad we're in a new time where those things aren't an issue at all anymore at all ever in any way shape or form.
2: Uh and we'll we can discuss that once we're done going through these films in, in just a minute. <laughs> uh
3: because I will remind
2: you the Oscars so white hashtag that we had last year. Oh yeah. Uh and 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 we we can talk about that just a little bit after we talk about what could be the whitest film of this year's best picture nominees and that is La La Land. Uh, not not a whole lot to cover that we didn't talk about in last week's episode. That's right. Um, this is I think a standout film amongst the other nominees, just because it is a musical. Uh, it is over the top. I think it's one of the only ones that probably doesn't get overly depressing at any point. Yeah, there's. I mean, the the, the saddest thing is that they don't love each other for a little bit or something. Mm, yeah, feels sad. <laughs> but but like there's you know some real you know civil rights issues or war or famine going on in other films so this is more of just a fun love story that's right you know that's got some some jazz in it and uh you know we talked about it last week but this is a uh, this is a unique film and i think it's really well done and i think the 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 oscar voters in LA are going to gravitate towards this film quite a bit
3: yeah maybe so uh, it was directed by Damien Chazelle. He directed Whiplash. And I guess he wrote this before Whiplash. And then after the success of Whiplash, they're like, Oh yeah, we'll go ahead and, and and pick this up. Uh with Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. And the plot is people fall in love and dance, okay? And then, <laughs> and Wiki <laughs> Thoughts, I saw this movie, it was good. So
2: Okay. Good deal. Yeah. Good deal. Uh <laughs> let's let's press right on through here. Uh our next film is Lion. Lion. um I want to I w I wanna I wanna check, okay uh, I haven't talked about my I haven't talked about my sad kid category yet. Okay, but this is a, a subcategory that I kind of have stamped on a lot of these films. Fences had like an honorable mention sad kid category. Okay, um, but Lion is the first of our films that really yeah uh, hits the Emphasize nail on the it. head here. Emphasize, yeah. But, but of course, go go through your your stuff.
3: Oh God, I hit the mic. Uh, directed by Garth Davis, written by Luke Davies, based on a book, A Long Way Home. Stars Depp Patel, Nicole Kidman with her weird looking f- plastic surgery. I just, this is weird. And, and Rooney Mara. Uh, so, plot a child man, true story, child two man, true story about getting lost and finding your way home again.
2: Uh Yes, absolutely. So, this takes place initially in India. And uh, <clears throat> the main character is a little boy who's super cute and wants to go to work at night with his brother they're clearly a very poor family <clears throat> excuse me uh, i think his mom's primary uh job is moving rocks or picking up rocks yeah um but yeah so they they're a very poor family and when he goes to uh work with his brother uh one evening he can't stay awake so his brother tells him oh just sleep on the train platform Don't move. Stay here. I'll come get you uh, in the morning. Well, he ends up moving into a train that's parked in the train station because it's got beds in it. And this decommissioned train ends up moving the next morning and going a whole 1,600 kilometers uh, to a different part of India where the kid is lost. And it is just super sad and tragic and depressing and you feel sad for the whole like first half of this movie yeah. because this kid is going through some serious crap and my wife and i were just looking Dying. at each other like oh my god this is awful
3: <laughs> and, then, um, and but then but then he he grows up and he has some experiences as an adult and then he's basically he basically tries to find out where he's from uh which yeah, uh, so he, he, he gets
2: adopt he gets adopted by this australian family uh that's where nicole kidman comes in his adopted mother uh his life seems to be going pretty well until he hits his like mid 20s and he kind of has this crisis of identity where he's like it's almost not like he feels like he needs to go back for himself but he feels like he needs to go back to let his family know that he is okay because he feels like they've constantly been searching for him. Yeah. Uh and so he uses Google Earth, this new swanky system, Google Ooh, Earth. Ooh, fancy to- bread. And he goes full on like corkboard, like putting pins in yeah. the maps like, to try and figure like, out like a beautiful where mind. It's just yeah, absolutely. He's just
3: looking at Google Earth,
2: but it, very powerful story. Yeah. Uh, really great film. I think this is, <clears throat> I think this is my wife's top pick
3: huh.
2: uh, in the best picture category. Yeah, and uh, again, one of those true stories that uh, you you just. You think about it a little bit differently that's, because you know it really happened to somebody.
3: That's right. And and you know the the title of the movie is called Lion, and that's and that's basically the punchline at the end of the movie. A little bit,
2: yeah, it is. Yeah.
3: It's basically yeah. You, you go through this whole movie and then at the very, very end, you find out why it's called Lion. And I'm the not and I'm the aristocrat. I'm not gonna spoil it for anybody, but there is a there is a purpose to why the film's name is Lion.
2: absolutely so okay all right lion it's a good one it's up top will it be my pick stay tuned we got got two we got two more to roll through okay Uh, next up is manchester by the sea yes
3: directed by kenneth lonergan stars casey affleck the sexually assault uh (laughs) the sexual assault accused person himself uh plot casey affleck is, i don't
2: know why that's necessary to it, bring up well
3: it's it's necessary because it's it's a there's, there's a controversy about it right they're saying like okay. they're saying like he's a piece of crap uh but people are still like oh but he's a really good actor and he did really well in this movie and so yeah, there's, okay. there's that whole thing anyways he's 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 accused all right he didn't okay innocent until proven guilty travis we've talked about this Uh, Moving on. uh, Plot. Casey Affleck is a depressed dude who has to take care of his brother's son because his brother's dead. Yes. Two brothers.
2: Two, again, two more brothers. (laughs) Uh, Not a a true story. This is a a sort of sad kid situation um, because there are definitely kids in this movie that made me feel sad at times. Um, Yeah, Casey Affleck is sort of disconnected, aloof, and his character you you don't really uh connect with him or or relate to him through the first probably half of the film uh at least I didn't uh yeah he went through some he goes through some really bad stuff he finds out his brother's dead um and then has to take on the guardianship of his nephew but he he's hesitant to do so and you're not sure why uh in in flashbacks this is again one of those non-chronological storytellings where you kind of get bits and pieces in in weird or in a weird order um but by the middle of this film when you when they actually reveal what tragedy went on in his life mm-hmm. and why he is the way he is oh gut-wrenching yeah absolutely gut-wrenching <laughs> um and and it really changes your perspective, I think, at that point, and you you look at the character differently, yeah. Ha- having known what he he went through, mm-hmm. and and what he is still willing to do to support his family, uh, or or at least his his nephew, uh, later on. So yeah, uh, it's seems... not not a movie that makes you happy, really, at any point.
3: Yeah, it seems like it. It's a good movie. I was talking to a friend today who's saying like, the what the movie does good is, uh subvert your expectations for for a hollywood drama like this and uh okay uh yep. and, and just reading through the, the summary i feel like I, I can see that in some ways uh you know one thing i read into it you know in my extensive wiki reading <laughs> is that i feel like it's just like two hours of casey Affleck moping about and and you know i feel like i don't like mopey casey there's
2: there is, there's a fair bit of that. Yeah, I there I, is a fair bit of that. I the the I, relationship with the nephew is, is good. Uh, the 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 actor that plays the nephew does it does a really good job because he's he's trying to kind of go on with his teenage life, but there are definite moments throughout the film where he comes and really has to wrestle with, uh, the situation that he's in, and uh and that's pretty difficult.
3: Yeah. Sounds yeah. sounds difficult. Also sounds and, mopey.
2: Uh, yeah, there's there's some mopeiness. <laughs> and uh, what's his name? Ferris Bueller shows up randomly in like a cameo. So oh, wonderful! You know, that's you got that you got that to look forward to. Man-
3: Manchester by the Sea. <laughs> Ferris Bueller. Um, Casey Affleck's yeah. day off from parent- <laughs> from parenting.
2: Uh, what's, what's her name? Michelle Obama. Uh, michelle obama uh no the one from uh seven creek (laughs) yeah that one uh hold on
3: quick giving me a space to to throw in random references
2: michelle williams uh she she does she she does a solid job in this film she's the uh Um, the
3: tennis star right
2: Yes, yes. Michelle Venus Williams. That's crazy. Uh, So anyway, that's Manchester by the Sea. Uh, (laughs) If you feel like having a depressing evening, absolutely go pick it up. If you want to mope around,
3: Um, hey, by all means, do it, all right? You know, join, join Casey Affleck on a train in India somewhere and line it up, all right? See if, see I, if we I, care. I
2: think I think you're getting the streams crossed here a little <laughs> bit, Brandon. Uh, let's move on to our final best picture nominee and talk about talking about Uh It's Moonlight. Moonlight. Uh, give give me give me the uh, give me the stats.
3: All right. Directed by Barry Jenkins, based on a play. In Moonlight, black boys look blue, uh, and the plot is the hardships of a young teen, well, young kid, teen, and then adult. Basically, a story of finding oneself question mark question mark (laughs) three weeks earlier Um,
2: yeah you you nailed it um this this movie takes place in three acts more or less three phases of this individual's life yeah uh and it talks about i mean it is a a finding yourself sort of film uh this kid goes through a lot of crap yeah and he's he's really got the deck stacked against him so to speak one being a homosexual to being african american uh living in more or less the projects he's it, he struggles with everything right and then i add to that that his mother is uh crack addicted addict. to crack and the one sort of role model that he has in his life is a crack dealer who is uh more or less supplying crack to his mother yes uh, in, in inadvertently or not, um so yeah, he's just he this movie was it was sad, and <laughs> I, I felt really bad for the kid, and i mean it's it's powerful, and there are some really uh strong again performances by some of the actors, yeah, but it is it's it's sometimes just hard to watch because it's just like man i You want, you almost want to just go like, just put your arm around the guy and be like, dude, like it, I'm sorry. And it just, it it really sucks for this kid. So it's definitely, it's definitely in the sad kid category. Um, I think it's one of the movies that inspired the category. In fact, um, but yeah, it's just, it's, is uh, it's a rough film to watch. I think
3: I have a, uh, I have a question. So in the Wikipedia, basically you find out that he's like a homosexual in like the second act. I don't know if I don't know if that's accurate. Is it is is that like when it starts like is, is it well known throughout the movie or is it like only like when he has his first encounter that he's like oh yeah So, right, I'm so it's
2: alluded to in the first act when he's younger because uh, when the when the drug dealer role model comes in, uh, he has a conversation with the mom who's like, Oh, are you gonna raise my son? Are you gonna explain to him why he, he walks funny or he, he acts a certain way? Oh. Um, basically, basically, like saying, like, they already realized that he's he's probably gay, but like, he's not even really reached uh puberty yet, so he's probably not um fully understanding that. Gotcha,
3: gotcha. So, all right, yeah, I was just just wondering about that as an aside. Okay,
2: so, so those, those are our best picture categories. Uh, we're going to move on to a a couple of quick other segments. The first thing I want to talk about before we get into the rapid fire is, uh, the, how do you feel the Oscars are doing in response to the Oscars? So white criticism they've gotten before. Uh, clearly there is a lot more diversity in the best picture categories. Um, do you feel like that's a direct, uh, response to last year's protests or are you, um, yeah. do you have a, any feeling on that whatsoever? <laughs> I, I
3: I can't I can't honestly respond because I haven't seen the m- movies, so I don't know. Okay. I don't know if they're. I, I I get the sense that they're legitimately good movies. Um, so I can't deny that from that aspect. So I, I, I can't I can't speak to it. Um,
2: yeah, I that's fair. I mean, all of these I wouldn't I wouldn't take any of these films and say that they were a bad movie per se. Um, all of them, you know, like I, I liked all of them. Uh, Moonlight was probably the hardest for me to watch just cause it, it was, I don't know, it was, it was pretty rough, but, um, but still, uh, very well done from production side and, and a powerful film. Yeah. So even though it didn't make me, you know, feel good, that's not really a, jo- a movie's job. Gotcha. Um, I do <laughs> feel like in some of the, uh, you know, best actor, uh, categories. There's, there's a little bit lack of diversity in some of those areas. Um, but I don't know. I, I hope the Oscars are trying. Yeah. Um, because I, Gosling's
3: on one of them, right?
2: Yeah. Ryan, Ryan
3: Gosling is, uh, up for like, he's not, he's not a good actor to me. And I, 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 I just don't like, I liked La La Land. But there was nothing best actory about that part to yeah, me.
2: I I'm I'm not gonna argue with it. Okay. You
3: All right. On that. Cool. So so if he if he gets it, then you and I were not doing this next year. <laughs> you heard it here first, everyone. Uh, Travis agreed to me. Okay. No object. Okay.
2: Uh so I have to I have to uh document this for posterity. Um so because we're gonna we're gonna now run through our our picks. Do you do you want to write them down? Yeah. Are you? I'm, I'm,
3: I'll write. Them down. I'm I'm writing. I'm writing. And I, I, okay. well, I can type. I can type too. Just as fast. <laughs> just... All
2: right. So so we'll save best picture for the end. Um, but let's go ahead and start with actor in a leading role. Your options are Casey Affleck, Andrew Garfield, Ryan Gosling. Vigo Mortensen and Denzel Washington.
3: Ooh, uh, Gosling.
2: You're going with Gosling. Oh,
3: oh, oh! Who, who's gonna win? Do it again. Do it again. Go- Casey Affleck. Yeah.
2: Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Vigo Mortensen. Yeah. Denzel Washington.
3: Vigo, because I like saying Vigo Mortensen. Okay. I don't even know what movies uh, for. It, but...
2: uh, Captain Fantastic. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna go with Denzel. I think they give it to Denzel in this category.
3: Okay. Got it. Next.
2: All right. Best actress. Isabel Humpert for L. Ruth Nega for Loving. Natalie Portman and Jackie. Emma Stone, La La Land, and Meryl Streep, Florence Foster
3: Jenkins. Portman.
2: Uh I have not seen Jackie. I really want to see Jackie because I've heard good things about it. Uh Meryl Streep is the easy pick. I am going to say. Emma Stone.
3: Oh, God. Yeah, I know. I don't agree with it, but...
2: I'm playing a strategic game here, Brandon.
3: I'm not, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not picking the ones i I pretty sure are going to win. I'm picking the ones I want to win. Okay. Okay. Well,
2: that's where we're different. Because <laughs> uh, we, will, we will tally the scores at the end of this. Yes. Okay. Support, supporting actors. Oh, I'm going to butcher this name. This is Ma, Mahershala Ali. In Moonlight. Uh it's, it's also the guy that plays the Kingpin character in uh oh, okay. in Luke Cage. Gotcha. Um uh, mm-hmm. not actual Kingpin, but no who, like the, the, the mob boss guy. Like yeah, Cottonmouth, that's right. Yeah. Uh then you have Jeff Bridges for Hell or High Water, Lucas Hedges, this is the kid in Manchester by the Sea, Dev Patel, uh the adult version of Lion. And then Michael Shannon in Nocturnal Animals.
3: Oh man. Uh you just threw me off with Michael Shannon. There it is. Your turn. <laughs> Michael Shannon.
2: You're going with Michael Shannon? Yeah, yeah. I love the guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um Hmm. This is a tough one. Uh let's say. Let's say Dev Patel, Lion.
3: Yeah. Uh that that was going to be mine until until you said Michael Shannon cuz I love the man.
2: Oh yeah. Uh okay, so actresses in a supporting role. We have Viola Davis for Fences, Naomi Harris in Moonlight, Nicole Kidman in Lion, Octavia Spencer in Hidden Figures and Michelle Williams in Manchester by the Sea. Octavia. All right. Uh Naomi Harris does a really good job in Moonlight as a cracked-out mom, but I have to I have to go with Viola Davis because she does this incredible ugly cry in Fences, <laughs> and it is it's powerful stuff. Okay, uh, but honorable mentions to Nicole Kidman and Michelle Williams who also do a great job. Yeah, and she has a horrible
3: uh, just normal resting face because she's had so much work done. Okay. Next. Yeah, yeah.
2: Okay. All right. Animated features. We have Kubo and the two strings, Moana, my life as zucchini. I think that's zucchini. Uh, the red turtle and Zootopia.
3: Oh man. Yeah. Uh, Kubo. I, uh, I, I don't want it to be, but I feel like, it will be I
2: feel fun. like Moana is a near perfect film. Um, as far as animated films go, plus I really miss living in Hawaii. Um, I'm going to say Moana, even though Zootopia won the golden globe and, uh, it has Zootopia has a very strong, uh, like social theme to it. uh Um, and, and there's people that gravitate towards that, but I just like Moana. So that's what, that's what I'm going
3: with. Yeah. 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 Got it.
2: All right. No more explanations. Let's zip through the rest of these not-so-important categories. Cinematography, we have Arrival, La La Land, Lion, Moonlight, and Silence. La La Land. La La Land. Uh, yeah, and I'm not going to disagree with you because I just I think that's going to win. Yeah. Co- costume Design, Allied, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, Florence Foster Jenkins, Jackie, and La La Land. Uh,
3: the, the Fantastic Beasts.
2: Uh, I'm gonna th- I'm gonna say Jackie,
3: okay.
2: Just cause why not?
3: Sure. Okay, got it.
2: <clears throat> Directing, we have Arrival, Hacksaw Ridge, La La Land, Manchester by the Sea, and Moonlight.
3: Uh, man, I gotta go with La La Land again, probably. Uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Lala and Yeah, uh, you know we're get, we're gonna we're just gonna have to tie on some of these. Yeah. It's gonna happen. <laughs> uh documentary features. Uh if we've seen any of these, I'll be impressed. Fire and Sea. I am not your Negro. Life animated. OJ Made in America and Thirteenth. Thirteenth. L- I'm gonna say OJ Made in America just because of the general buzz about that. uh documentary. Got it. Documentary short subject. We have. Extremis, 4.1 miles Joe's violin Watani my homeland and the white helmets violin Joe's violin uh I'm gonna go with Watani my homeland Marcel Metefelsen. yeah okay uh I just want to say I just want to say this is the first time I've ever really tried to be a presenter uh as as they would be at the Oscars where you have to be able to read everything um (laughs) And I got to say, props to all the uh, famous actors and actresses that do this uh, for the real show. That's it's, absolutely. Uh, it's not always easy. <laughs> all right. In, in the category of film editing, uh, we have Arrival, Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, La La Land, or Moonlight.
3: I think you know which one i want to do. La La Land? Yep.
2: Uh, I'm going to give Hell or High Water a shot here because they're not going to win Best Picture, and I want it to win something.
3: All right. Look at uh, you. Yeah.
2: Foreign language films. Uh, we have Land of Mine, A Man Called Ove, O-V-E, uh, The Salesman, Tana, Tana, and t- Tony Erdman.
3: Ove. Are you
2: going with A Man Called Ove? I'm going with Ove. I'm going with Tony Erdman just because it was playing at a local theater, and I'm like, hey, maybe maybe that's a good one. Yeah. So turn Tony Erdman. Uh, makeup and hairstyling, we have A, ma- a Man Called Oove, Star Trek Beyond, and Suicide Squad. That's right, the Oscar-nominated film, Suicide All right, Squad. right, I'm going
3: Suicide Squad.
2: I'll say Star Trek.
3: <laughs> this category doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to anybody.
2: Uh, do I even need to read the nominees? Music, original score, we have Jackie, La La Land, Lion, Moonlight, and Passengers. I think you know. Yeah, it's La La Land. Yeah. United. I, I'm sorry, were you, were you going to say Passengers? United we, Front. United Front. Yeah. Uh, music. This is a tough one. Original song. You have Audition, The Fools Who Dream from La La Land. Can't Stop This Feeling from Trolls, Ugh. A, a popular song in my house. Yeah. Uh, City of Stars from La La Land. The Empty Chair from Jim, the James Foley story, maybe? I don't know. It got cut off. And then How Far I'll Go from Moana.
3: Uh, one of the La La Land songs.
2: So, are you going with audition? This is the one that Emma Stone sings at the end by herself. What, what's the second one? Or City of Stars. Which one? this is the I I think it's the version that they're playing at the piano together. Oh, um, yeah, City, City of Stars. Of
3: stars.
2: Probably. Uh, I'm going with How Far I'll Go because I love that song, and it's a Disney one. So whatever, <laughs> don't judge me. <laughs>
3: Uh, all, all Disney songs are so damn cheesy all the time. That's it's that's, it's Lin Manuel it's Lin Manuel
2: Miranda. I, all right, it's it's Hamilton. It's everything. Okay, I, I know
3: his those songs in Moana were not that good. They are not good songs. Like the whole we like can, crab singing song. That song I, is terrible. okay.
2: I dislike that song as well, and and I do not enjoy it. You know, I like Fly of the Concord. Okay. I like I like Germain, uh, but you know it's uh. Yeah, no, that's not. My I, th- I think song. I
3: think what okay. I think what is important is that we we came to kind of kind of an agreement that okay, well maybe not all the songs are bad, but we both agree that that one is not good. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> it's
2: so shiny. Hooked, uh, yeah. Production production design. Uh, do you know what production design actually is? Uh, you know, they design. Is
3: the, they design it.
2: Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's we have arrival, fantastic beasts and where to find them, hail Caesar, La La Land, and passengers. Arrival. I'm going to give it to Fantastic Beasts. Okay. Give them, give them a shot. Although everybody's going to vote for La La Land, it's going to win in like six different categories. Yes, absolutely. Uh, short film animated, Blind Vasha, Borrowed Time, Pear, C- Pear Cider and Cigarettes, Pearl and Piper. That's the one that was before Moana, the little bird.
3: Uh, Moana. <laughs> Pearl and Piper. That's it. Whatever.
2: That's that's two. That's two different movies.
3: Oh yeah, that's that's the one. <laughs> Piper. Uh, I'm gonna say Piper. 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 <laughs>
2: Short film, live action, *Enemis in Tourists*, *La Femme et le TGV*, *Silent Nights*, *Sing*, and *Timecode*. And no, *Sing* is not the animated film with all of the uh, the, the singing animals. The D- different different sing.
3: I'm gonna go *Timecode*. *Timecode*. Straight up.
2: You uh, okay, I'll go it. with Silent Nights, just for no reason whatsoever. Okay. Sound editing, Ar- Arrival, Deepwater Horizon, Hacksaw Ridge, La La Land, and Sully. Uh,
3: I'll go Hacksaw Ridge.
2: Okay, so in sound mixing, we have Arrival, Hacksaw Ridge, La La Land, Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, and 13 Hours, The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi.
3: Rogue One
2: yay star wars uh i'll say la, la land yeah. i'm taking i'm taking the easy one
3: taking the high road uh
2: visual effects which you can hear our full thoughts on on the obsessive viewer podcast is that correct yeah yeah uh so we have Deepwater horizon dr strange jungle book, jungle book Ku- kubo and the two strings and rogue one we both said jungle book i'm going to say rogue one in this category just to be different
3: got it dare
2: to be and then And then writing for the adapted screenplays, we have Arrival, Fences, Hidden Figures, Lion, and Moonlight.
3: Arrival by Eric Heisserer.
2: I'm going to say Fences. Okay. Mm.
3: Uh. Yeah, why not? Okay, got
2: it. Uh, And then the original screenplays, we have Hell or High Water, La La Land, The Lobster, Manchester by the Sea, and 20th Century Women.
3: Uh, it'll probably be Manchester by the
2: scene. Hmm. La Land.
3: <laughs> God. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and, and this is a good test. That's all the categories. So we'll see with all of the ones that I picked for La La Land, uh, if it was a safe bet or not. <laughs> 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 all right, folks, we did it. Third we- annual Oscar special. Brandon, before we get out of here, I got to ask because you typically cut me off when I just try to close the show without asking. So do you have anything else you want to say about the Oscars before we get out of here?
3: Nope.
2: (laughs) Perfect. All right, folks, that is our show. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoy the Oscars. Uh, If you don't watch the Oscars, you know, that's fine. Look it up online the next day. Uh, But I will be watching. Jimmy Kimmel is hosting. I think they're on ABC this year. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. And We want to know your picks. We want to know what movies you like, what movies you didn't like. So you can head over to all of our social media platforms or head over to iTunes, leave a five-star review for this podcast, and then write in the review who you think will win Best Picture. You don't have to review this podcast. Let us know your Oscar picks for 2017. That's it for this year. Until next year or until our next episode, I'm Travis.
3: Hey, and I'm Brandon.
2: Still. All right, (laughs) season three, Rick and Morty, Interdimensional RSS. Go check it out. Bye.
3: Oscars, Oscars and dancing.